All right, let's try that again. Hello, this is Lexi Monzelio and... Lawrence. <laughs> Just Lawrence. Just Lawrence. <laughs> okay. And we are coming to you from under the Bogan Villa. That sounds nice. Thanks. <laughs> Hello and welcome. This is Lawrence. And this is Lexi. Just Lexi. <laughs> Lexi Monzelio. And welcome to today's episode. Today, we'll be discussing um, a topic that comes up in a lot of conversations about a question that is on a lot of people's minds um, that are going through this phase of life that we're in at the moment. And that question is, this is this it? All right. So, is this it? As in, like, is this all we have, right? Is this all there is? Is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? Yeah. Those kinds of questions. Okay, so um, we're going to unpack this in a, somewhat of a structure, hopefully. <laughs> and we're going to start by... Tackling the context of... Yes. Is this it? And the context would be where we all started and how we got here. Yeah. And in like my frame of reference in my mind, it's always been... So I grew up very conservatively in an Afrikaans household and you kind of don't know what to do with life. So you look at other people, as everyone does, and what society does. So you're not really sure like what the next steps are and in my background in my life all the steps were clearly laid out because that's what everyone was doing and that was kind of what was subconsciously expected of you as um, the measure of success and the measure of accomplishing anything in life and that would be to go to primary school go to high school you do sports you do well at school you go to university after university you get a job you get a partner you get married you get a house and you get kids and um, somehow a lot of people that grew up with me kind of had the same life and I can just clearly see that they have this question in their minds of I'm here now I've done the things I've, I've achieved I've, I've done the steps okay hang on I just want to unpack the um the history, the like childhood thing a little bit. Oh, so I think you're moving right into the next question and we haven't even discussed it at all. Okay. Um, so I think like to go a little bit deeper in there, there's almost no choice as you're growing up with obviously how your life looks. Obviously as you're a child because your parents um, dictate, you know, what school you go to, whether you're homeschooled, going to a government school, private school, this, whatever, where you're living, all of those things. And I think, you know, I think, I mean, the way that I look at life now, I don't even know if a traditional schooling environment is is necessarily the best way to raise your kids, right? Like, yeah. homeschooling would probably be a preferred method, but even then, I mean, what kind of curriculum do you choose? How do you navigate? Because everything is based on like this traditional view of society, which we 
don't agree with anymore. Yeah. So to circle back, okay, so you don't have a choice. You mm-hmm. go to school, you have to learn what you learn. You've got a few subject choices, but I mean, in most of our kind of environments and circles, I think, okay, a lot of, some kids went to private schools, some went to government schools, but I mean, even then, you went to the school that was closest to where your parents were living. So even then, yeah. it wasn't a choice. And then you put in a class according to your grades and blah, 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 and you go to high school and you kind of achieve certain things and then there's this external input as to what is like available to you next Mm. which is what can you study (laughs) it's not even like also that what else can you do do you want to work with your hands do you want to be outside do you want to work with people do you not do you want to like build something cook something paint something like there's no what do you want your life to look like it's just like you have to study and these are the things that it looks like you might be good at and mm. based on those views or based on what like tests. someone's tests or survey or like yeah. something that's been put together by a mind that's looking at the world as it is and going how can we fit these people into this world yeah and how can they function in the society and then you go to university yes and then you meet someone mm-hmm. maybe later earlier whatever um Sometimes you you get so integrated with a person in their lives and the way that life is set up these days, it's almost hard to be independent within, like, financially and, like, emotionally. I mean, it's so demanding that having a partner is almost necessary. If you look at people in the world as well, it's like being single is... It's the dark place yeah. a lot of the time. And yeah. even, even if it's not, people do generally seem to want partnership, right? Mm. And then it becomes a matter of security where you found this person and even if you're not really happy or you don't even really know if they're right for you or if you you guys are achieving things in life or like um, like becoming the best version of yourselves. Well, I think I just lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, so so you might you might not even be happy, mm-hmm. but because there's a, such a fear of being alone in this this massive machine of a world, people settle so often as well, and then after a certain period of time, or like everyone's doing it, so then people start to get married, and obviously a lot of people are, are in love, and there's a lot of goodness out there, and I'm not sh- like shaming all marriage. Obviously, we're engaged, <laughs> but I mean, I think if I look back at times in my life. If certain, if like one of my boyfriends of however many years had proposed in that moment, I might have said yes because it was just like, this is it. Mm. This is what I have. This is what we're doing. This is what this life is, next, is. That's the next step. Yeah, and I don't expect more. I shouldn't, or I like, even though I'm unhappy, it's my fault that I'm unhappy because I'm not doing enough fucking yoga or whatever. And we're not con- conditioned to question. Exactly. And. Okay, this is also comes a bit later, but you, you cope with all yeah. kinds of shit. You cope with all kinds of shit. Mm. A lot of dark shit, good shit, um, healthy things, bad things. I mean, anyway, so, so we're going through all these different phases and there's no choices. And that's kind of like what I wanted to add on to your initial intro mm-hmm. is that even when there is a choice, there's almost not. Because I've seen so many people stay in unhealthy, toxic relationships because they're just so afraid of being alone. Mm that that in itself is like do you I mean they they should because I've done it and it's liberating and wonderful when you actually are out of that mm. and then you leave room for, to meet the right person which thank god I did that but 
it's hard in the mo in the time in the moment a lot of people are sitting there going like but what if it's not better out there yeah but fuck it surely if you're not happy you like you need to do something but anyway so that's another conversation <laughs> but so now you get married then then you're married and then there's this other like still gaping hole in your life and the next step is to have kids because everyone in the fucking world thinks you should have kids like there's maybe three out of the 50 people that I've said mentioned that I don't want children that have said oh yeah why or like that's cool interesting me neither or whatever the other 47 go what no you'll change your mind just wait don't you do anything drastic (laughs) blah 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 and and I'm like that in itself is such a pressure. Imagine every person in your life is telling you you should have kids. If That's you're why not, everyone's having kids. Exactly. Because if you're not like resolved in yourself, in your heart that you don't want, you're eventually going to just be like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. It's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to have kids now. That's how resentment starts. Exactly. 20 years down the line. Yeah. Yeah. And Jumping or, ahead. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, or, or you're with this person that you already were struggling with because life is so difficult and mm. maybe you're not actually with a person that compliments you well and you've got to work harder to make it happen and make it work and make it healthy. And now you're adding a, a third being into the mix. I mean, like, let's just sideline quickly and say, we just got a second dog and it's just a dog. It's <laughs> not a human being. <laughs> And it is so much extra work. Yeah. We've had such a difficult two weeks. Like, we've been tense with one another and fighting about silly things because we aggro and uh, there's the whole house smells like piss all the time because Franklin <laughs> won't we outside. And it's hard because you, he's just a dog. He's just a little baby dog and you can't take all your shit out on him. And we, like, trying to manage this and we have a very healthy happy stable relationship and it's hard so i mean if you're in a position where you're not so when things are not so great and you throw that into the the dynamic Mm. so anyway so now you now you've moved to that point where you've got kids and then now also along the way probably you've bought a house because that's what you do because renting is silly because that's what everyone in the world says and you should be in one place because that's what everyone does and you should have roots and you need stability in order to work your Monday to Friday weekend cyclic life. Oh, cyclic, 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 We've bought houses, we're settling in, people have started businesses, they've gotten divorced, some people, like there's there's lots of you know, you've you've ticked all the boxes that were set out for you. Yeah. You've gone to school, you've got a degree or what whatever equivalent, you've got a job, you've you've settled down, you've got a, a person maybe, or like you're on your way there and you've got kids or you're on the way there or you've whatever, like you're mm-hmm. there. Now what? <laughs> Is this it? Is this it? Yeah. We've got 50 years left. What do we do now? We, we work every day, Monday to Friday, 6 to 8 or however long, whatever, 8 to 6, whatever your hours are, or your week, work weekends or you work three days a week, whatever it is, like till you die, hoping that your retirement is enough to cover you in the last years when no one will employ you if you're not in a position like hopefully we will be where we're getting income from doing things still or like passing, yeah. or whatever. 
So now, there again, what choice do we have? What choice do we really have besides either working like literal slaves, like all the time to try and save enough that we can retire earlier, mm. or or not, and <laughs> just like and just and live month to month yeah. like we are till you die. Like, I mean, and obviously, this is there are select people that have assets, mm. you know, and they're comfortable, and it's different. That's why they say, why you should buy property. Yeah, but but I'm not even saying property assets. I'm saying like mm. investment funds and businesses that are worth millions and millions. But like, you know, we've got friends that are wealthy. Mm. But but even in those situations where it's not a month-to-month like financial strain of a life, it's still a cycle of like misery where mm. you get up... You drive to work or you maybe even you're going to golf or whatever on Monday instead of working and you work a little bit and you're not even but you're still like in this you drink, you eat, you go wherever, like you online, you're watching shit, you're available all the time, you have to be on your emails all the time, like you're in this this like oppressive state constantly and you don't have a choice because what are you gonna do? You can't go you can't go offline, you can't just disappear, you can't like I don't know, not sure. I don't, like, do you know, I'm, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent now. I understand, but I'm, I also understand what you mean. So It's intense, man. So everyone's in this position where we're kind of like, what is the point? And why, like, what are we living for? Yeah. That's how I feel anyway. Like, for me, being on a computer the whole day, I'm also questioning, is this what I'm going to do for like the next 30 years, every single weekday in front of a computer in meetings? Exactly. And even just the concept of being online or like accessible 24-7. For so much of my life. Like someone the other day said, oh, I went out somewhere and I left my phone at home. So I didn't have my phone with me. And I was like, that's insane. It's insanity. Yeah. And I was like, but wait a second. That's how we We didn't have be. phones before. Like, we didn't have cell phones all the time. It's better. You shouldn't be. Anyway, so this is now another. That's, uh, anyway, that's another discussion. Hmm. So, so whatever it is, it looks kind of sad, right? Hmm. And that's, and that also brings us to this, um, this like state of the world that is now no 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 <laughs> I'm saying that is like globally unstable mm. people are unhappy and you see it like with people on the streets and road rage and like small things like that you see it globe global events people are like defensive unhappy miserable insecure <laughs> and, and sad. sad yes chinks you owe me something nice tinky thank you <laughs> Um, and and we're now like coping and the the way that the human race is coping is by drinking excessive amounts of alcohol yep taking you know uh, antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds and all of which are not judgmental of because I feel like it's warranted with the fucking world that we live in but it's obviously not really solving a problem yeah it's like a, a medication that it enables you to carry on in your misery mm. for another 20 years. 
creating an illusion, like alcohol, an you, illusion of the, that you're happy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're like dulling your emotions. You every day you get home, you have three glasses of wine or whatever it is. I mean, I was there. We we were there. We were drinking every day. Yeah. Like, drank every day. And all these kinds of ex- like bad coping mechanisms that we use to alleviate this questioning is what creates the instability in all the people, all the mental health issues that yes, people are facing. It, it like fuels the fire. Yeah, everyone that's so angry. It's crazy. And then it and then you throw a global pandemic in the mix and fuck me, everyone's just unhinging at this or unraveling. So Oh yeah, and then also, I mean, okay, we spoke a little bit about the coping mechanisms, but um, and we spoke a little bit about this before, but the work, the work-life balance story as well, that like burnout, mm. working till you you need to take mental health days. I mean, <laughs> how how is no one stopping to question that this is what life is about? I think it's once again the thing of not enough people are questioning it. I think there are pockets around the world that are experiencing it, but not enough people are like made aware of it and saying, listen, what the fuck are we doing? Also because you're shaped by society to think that you don't have a choice. Yeah. And everything that we look at everywhere fuels this lifestyle. It's like, buy this, buy that, bags, fashion, be better, be skinny, go to the gym. You need this, you need subscriptions, you need skincare because you need to be perfect, you need bigger lips, you need Get a eyebrows, new phone every single two phone, years. Phone. Where did all the, what happens to all the old phones? Where does everything else go? I think about the cars all the time and I know it's a stupid thing, there's probably much bigger things, but for me, when we drove past, on the way back from Boven, there's like a tire yard. Like a tire graveyard. Mm. Piles and piles and piles of tires for like a kilometer in each direction. Yeah. And that for me, uh, then I thought there's been so many versions of every fucking car on the planet. Like, why did we need another one? (laughs) Why do we always need everything to be better and bigger and faster and bad, like badass and slicker and sleeker and prettier? Like, I mean, some of the old cars are even really, you know, really nice. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> so, we have this, um, this like, entire, it's a machine yeah. that is built to keep us here in this system yeah. where it's like, you work, you buy shit, you get debt, you get cars, you like, live for the weekend you go away every now and then you get really excited when you get to go overseas because your life is so miserable that you actually have like Mm. very little to live for during the day you spend your your weeknights watching tv because you just want to switch off so you're not even enjoying your time on i mean you're not doing anything with your time like if you think about all the times you've loved the most in your life it's definitely not why you're fucking in front of the tv watching something stupid i mean even the best movies in the world will never trump any of our experiences together. Yeah. Like, that in itself just... Like, I know we, we also, we're bad. We're the same as everyone. Mm. I mean, we watch The Office every day. We're trying to be better now. Move the lounge around to try and stop the TV from being the focal point, which yep. I think was a good step. Changing our behaviors. But, um, but, I mean, it's the same... It's just a cycle of... Of sadness. The cycle of sadness. So where are we now? By I the think way? we're now in the middle there where the Y is. This. I okay. know, oh, but then it says 
We've been told to live in a certain way, and now that we've done it, there's a disconnect between reality and true life happiness, which is kind of what we just said, right? Yeah. So, um... Yeah, we've covered like... Oh, we've covered all of this, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now the next thing is... Um, if you're if you're if you're aware of this, mildly aware of it, kind of think you want something different. Um, oh, the maintenance part is that what you're saying? We should do that. Oh no, I'm not. Oh, oh sorry. You're just highlighting that. Yes. For fun. Yes. Sorry, Evia. So we we kind of like in a position where we're looking at our lives and we feel that it's not natural and not what we want we've come to this realization we've questioned it we're saying is this it and now we're looking ahead yeah for us so how does that look Mm. like how how do you practically try and break out of a system that is uh, like so complex Mm. and so impossible to navigate actually even just as a human being that's functioning in society it's like hard to get your driver's license imagine trying to like get off the grid yeah so that's the aim to be semi offline off the grid while still producing work and pursuing contributing to society and contributing yeah in a positive way but not being a slave yeah to it and which what also aligns to our passions. So, how to do that? Well, it's going to take, take forever. This is going to take forever. But um, a silly thing like moving the lounge around and like making it harder to do something that you think isn't isn't adding value to your future life, your life, or like what you want your life to look like, like watching TV. That's like one. That's one step, right? So mm-hmm. you need to, and this is what I always say to people: don't let perfect get in the way of good enough. Like, okay, cool. We can't just fuck off to the farm right now because we don't have any money and we've got lots of debt and we're in the middle of businesses that we have responsibilities and whatever. But we can actively try and pursue things outside of our day-to-day schedules that will help us reach that goal. Like this podcast, like sharing this it with you guys. Exactly, and... A practical way of doing this, sorry, before I forget, is also what Carl mentioned to me, is a way to teach yourself to do new things. Um, most of the times we try to change our mindsets first before changing our behaviours or thinking that our mindsets then will change our behaviours. But a more practical approach is literally what we've done in Yes, example, change the behaviour. Change the behaviour. Exactly. naturally change the mindset over time. Exactly. It's uh, The Power of Habit also discusses that kind of concept where yeah. it says discipline doesn't... Oh wait. Discipline doesn't breed... Habit breeds discipline. Like you expect to just be disciplined. Yeah, yeah. But it's the I'm habit that creates now. the discipline. That's true. Um... Which is obviously the discipline creates the habit yeah. also. But I think the point is I've spent so long and so much of my life not doing things because I didn't think it was possible mm. instead of taking the first step. And I think that the story of Lexi's and opening the restaurant was a big, a big push for me into this direction because I wanted to own a restaurant for a long time and I didn't think it was possible I thought it would be my retirement dream when I'd like maybe made some money saved up enough Mm. and then it happened before I turned 30 and and it was not that hard 
you know, like it, it, I worked, I did it. It, it was it, like I didn't, it, I didn't die or like, like spend millions of hours trying to figure out. I, I just like it just happened. Yeah, you know, it, it worked. I did it. it, it One day it, at a time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now, now with this next chapter where we're trying to pursue something that's totally unknown really I mean obviously there are people around the world doing this because mm. and that's fucking good for them I'm happy yeah. <laughs> but we jealous for us it's like Joburg is where I've lived my whole life mm. and to get out of this kind of life is going to be hard and it's probably just one day at a time yeah again. and I think what's also helpful for people is, is don't put like a, a timeline or pressure on it in the sense that you might panic if you're like oh I need to do this in two years Mm. it might seem like it's not possible Mm. but if you rather say okay I'm going to take the first step and then the next step and then then you never know it's two years it's six years it's three months who knows how long these things take Mm -hmm. for us it's definitely not three months but But we're um, you know we're taking the first steps and that's I think the biggest message from, from me at at this stage is if you're looking at your life and wondering is this it think take a little bit of a a breather and evaluate what makes you happy and what you think you want to spend your time doing and try to take the first step towards doing that Mm. and changing the behavior yes and doing the easiest thing first I always say this to my mom (laughs) so like and for me if I use exercise as an example, I hate going to the gym so yeah. much. I hate the gym. I hate weights. I hate the environment. I hate the way it smells. <laughs> I hate the lighting. I hate everything about a gym. I also hate it now. So when when I'm trying to get fit, if I'm like, oh, I must go to gym five times a week, I'm never going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to go one week and then I'm going to be like, I hate my life. <laughs> so horrible. But I love yoga and I love climbing. So if I say, okay, I want to get fit, I need to climb twice a week and do yoga three times a week or whatever it's going to happen and that is like an easy thing to do Mm. and moving the lounge around is an easier thing than saying we're not going to watch TV for a month that's true so do the easiest thing first and do it and do it now (laughs) (laughs) because if you wait too long you're going to get comfortable again yeah and that's the thing I want to elaborate on that habit thing Um, there's a guy called Jocko Willink he was a marine and he wrote a book Called discipline equals freedom that also speaks to when you create the habit the habit turns over into discipline but that as soon as you have that discipline it gives you the freedom to choose the things that you want to choose in the remainder of your time mm. um, and simply creating something that changes our evenings in the week will probably lead to us being more productive hopefully Mm. because we'll have more time because we've created that habit and discipline exactly exactly I mean it's the same as and I hate using the 5am thing because I haven't done it did for like one week (laughs) but I mean let's say I'm working towards waking up at 5am the whole of last year I woke up probably around 8.30 and got to work at around 10 and this year I wake up at like quarter to seven, half past six, and I usually start working at around eight, eight thirty. So I mean that's I'm not at five a.m. Patience, but it's better yeah. than last year, and that's progress. And yeah. I think people also forget to celebrate their successes because the small ones matter, man. 
you, if you're better than you were yesterday, it's it's good. It's a success. Progress. <laughs> reminds me every time of Barefoot Charles. There's this climber that, that climbs oh. barefoot and he climbs just only the hardest boulders out there. And he lives in a cave, guys, but he looks, <laughs> I think he's a trust fund kid. He looks rich, man. His clothes yeah. are too nice. He lives in a cave in France. And <laughs> and he's so clean all the time. Yeah, I don't and know how he does glorious it. Hair. He looks a little bit like Jesus. Yeah. And when he climbs and he gets one move further than the time before, he says to himself out loud, progress. Yeah, it's like progress. Yes. Progress, <laughs> yes. And that's, that, that's what makes him happy, is that little bit of progress. Yeah, and, and you know what? Also, okay, I mean, that guy's living in a cave. He, he loves that, yeah. But he's, like, he's literally every day doing the thing that he loves the most. And you can see how much joy he gets from that one extra move that he made that day when he says that silly little, like, ah, oh, progress, better than yesterday, yeah. It's like what he wants. It's what he wants to do. Mm. And I mean, it might be easier for some people to, to get to these points in life where you're, like, getting paid to do the thing you love. Yeah. But I'm telling you, 90% of the people that are doing that spend a long time not doing it without getting paid. And a long time working without yeah. anyone knowing and without anyone seeing, trying, like making the, putting the effort in and all of that. So and hopefully that'll be us and we'll be recording it, which would tell people that it's possible. Yeah, and exactly. Here are the steps and this is how it looked, maybe. And it's going to be interesting and messy, I'm sure. Yeah, which all those people that are already doing it, their journeys probably also were quite messy. Mm. Yo, I'm jealous of the people that just like were born into a hippie life somewhere in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> grew up in this like, community where they played tambourines and stuff. <laughs> they, yeah, they have it, man. It's the life. Um, all right, so I think... Oh, so then that's... Yeah, how do we frame the next... Oh, okay. Oh, how do we ensure the people after us and generations next understand how to make decisions to decide what their lives actually look like? So this is almost a flipping episode on its own because this is like a question. How how do we how do we ensure that like the young kids out there now growing up know these things? Uh, probably by doing a podcast and sharing your thoughts. Yeah, so obviously there's yeah, there's small things you can do. Mm. But I think also the the idea of doing it and getting more people in our generation to do it mm. like that's how revolution starts right yeah. if, if you think about like the 60s hippie revolution in america um i don't know why i always think about that but <laughs> also i know fuck all about it so i don't know why i'm saying <laughs> but, but the point is it starts small like any wave of change yeah. yeah it starts with a ripple and that's hopefully we're a part of that and and that there's some wave of change in the next generations because I do think it would be beautiful if humanity could survive. Also, if you think about it, we've created a system that makes everyone think the same. Like, that's also so stupid, actually. Like, yeah. from a young age, we kind of funnel everyone into a certain yeah, yeah, yeah. way of thinking ex- instead of exploring, like, a diverse way of learning but it's, and but growing it's again, up. Like, it's because... Imagine the diversity, all the brains put together. It'll be so insane. <laughs> that's my that's my feeling. That's my prophecy. I don't know. 
but fuck, surely if you have so many different people learning in so many different ways, imagine if you come together and contribute to something, how amazing that would be. But the world is overpopulated and there's not enough resources to manage educating all these people. That's the problem. There's schools of hundreds of kids being taught by a handful of, of adults. Like what? And you expect... To, to, to groom a, a healthy, happy, productive society. <laughs> like, what do you think is going to happen? Your teachers here are getting paid. Fuck all. Well, even, I mean, even the principle of a school in that sense, mm. like, I feel like if things were more balanced, parents would be more involved in their, the raising of their kids, which includes education. Mm. Because that's how you really build community and, like, values and strength in, in, in like, a way of thinking and obviously not... I don't mean a way of thinking like that everyone should be the same. But if you're trying to build a better world, you need to really invest in the kids to make sure that they know what, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, you know, kid, the parents spend all of their lives working to pay for all the fucking plastic toys that they <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. <laughs> Work but it is. Friday Come on, kid. Toy, toys. toys are the worst, actually. Toys are the worst. They last five minutes or three months, and then either get handed down, ninety percent of the time not, or get chucked in the bin into another plastic. It's just anyway. Now we go. We digress again. Yeah. So the point is, hopefully, through our exploration of this and people possibly listening to. And talking about it, and possibly agreeing with us, that hopefully would affect some kind of change. And I mean, even and I know my sister is um, not, I don't think like woke in the sense that we, because she hasn't tapped into her worldview of the yeah. the universe or whatever you know like she hasn't maybe delved that far deep but she hasn't sat down and said hey here you are yeah oh hey here I am maybe she has. found myself found everyone found everything <laughs> oh here's but, everything <laughs> but whatever wherever she is it's a lot further down a good road than where I was at that age 100 I mean, she parties and stuff but she's like on the mountain and and can and she doesn't give too much of herself to people that don't deserve her you know she's like mm. quite what's the word adult and like she knows who she is mm. I think which is comfortable in herself yeah which gives yeah. me hope for the future right because definitely because she's also like she's trying to be plant based and she's like trying to be better and mm. I mean if, at, the, at that age I was like I didn't give a shit I don't know what I didn't think day, about I didn't anything okay I got McDonald's for dinner like three times a week 100% so that's already progress yeah progress so yeah take the it one answer. day at a, yeah take one take it one day at a time and um and the answer to is this it is no it doesn't have to be mm. you have choices and make practical decisions to implement um, whatever you guys want to do with your lives. Exactly. Now we have to make dinner. Now we have to make dinner. So, thanks for listening. Um, this is Lexi Monzerio. And Lawrence. And we're coming to you from under, inside next to the Bougainvillea. Un- it's called. Yeah, <laughs> under, under, the under the roof next to the Bougainvillea. 
close Thank to you. the... Thank you. Okay. And goodbye. Bye-bye.